Today, we're talking interior, which could be the key to a truly successful pass rush. And we're going to rank the entire conference on defensive tackles. Hey, you are no locked on happens, Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And we are continuing on with our position group breakdowns. We're breaking down every single room for the Gophers position groups and who is the projected starters, who are the guys who can make an impact, and who are the future guys to keep an eye on for the upcoming seasons. Now, on top of that, we rank every single group within the Big Ten on every show, so you can catch all the offensive shows last week. Yesterday, we had Ed Rushers. Today, we've got defensive tackles. If you want to learn about all of that, plus the upcoming positions with linebackers, cornerbacks, and safeties, be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube. And be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts at Locked On Golden Gophers. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I appreciate it. It gives others the a chance to get included and involved in this Gopher Nation fan base that we are building up across all of the streaming platforms. I appreciate each and every single one of you that are tapping in and joining the, the boat. The boat, we're out here rowing, folks, so let's get to it. Let's talk about the interior pass rush because you know what? Although the edge rushers usually get all the love when it comes to the pass rush game, the internal pressure might be the key to a successful pass rush, and internal pressure for the Gophers could fix the issues of pass rush from 2022 to 2023. Now, Minnesota, the Gophers are replacing Trill Carter, who was a staple on that interior defensive line, a defensive tackle who is now off to Texas from the transfer portal. Now, Trill has been a staple on the defensive line for Minnesota, and he had a fantastic game when it came to the run defense, but he wasn't really a player that generated much threat of pressure or chaos or sacks on the quarterback on that front. Now, he was great. Don't get me wrong. When it came to run defense, he was an absolute dog in the run-stop game, and he had a natural-born instinct there. But when it came to creating pressure, when it came to using his arms, his length, his size to his advantage, it just wasn't as advantageous for the Gophers up and down, not as consistent. Now, to have an elite defensive line and elite sack numbers, you have to to have some nasty defensive tackles, some nasty interior pressure in order to have a thriving defense, a consistent defense to continuously get home to the quarterback. Now, because if you can create that chaotic environment up the middle, it pushes the quarterback out of his comfort zone in the pocket. So he doesn't have as much time to process. Not only that, if he is feeling the pressure coming from straight on from the inside. It's going to likely push him out one way or the other on the move. Now he's got to keep his eyes downfield as well. So that's where maybe you can cause more 
chaos and help your edge get to him on the outside. So think about it like this. If you can push the quarterback out of the pocket, you're pushing them out of their preferred play development, out of their preferred progressions, and you're creating timing problems between the quarterback and the routes that were called on that play. But most of all, it also pushes the quarterback outside to your edge rushers where hopefully your edge rushers will have time to get there. Or if you have drawn up a linebacker or a nickel blitz, they're on the outsides waiting and coming in hot as well. So if your interior pressure can cause chaos, if it can cause the quarterback's timing to be off, if it can cause panic on the field, that is where you start to result in not only more sacks, not only more tackles for loss, but also more turnovers. They go hand in hand. Take Illinois in the Fighting Illini, for example, last year with one of the best defenses. Actually, I'm going to say it. They were the number one defense in the entire country last year, and I I don't think anybody else had a run at it. Maybe Georgia, maybe Georgia, but Illinois' defense was nasty. Now, that interior line was a staple of that number one rated defense in the country, even Georgia. Looking at their interior defense, you're talking about a guy like Jalen Carter. You're talking about a guy like uh, they just had the the other eagle. Uh, I want to say his name is Jordan blanking on the last name. But you get what I'm saying. That interior pressure starts the chaos. That helps make those elite defensive units. Now, going back to Illinois because it's more Big Ten, it's more probably recognized by fans of this show. The interior pressure not only funneled sack opportunities for their edge rushers in Gabe Jockis and in Seth Coleman, who each had four, four and a half sacks, but it also allowed for shorter coverage times for their defensive backs and their elite secondary and opportunities at turnover-worthy plays. That secondary, amongst their safeties, amongst their cornerbacks, they had 23 interceptions last season alone, and that interior defensive pressure caused quarterbacks to be on the run, to be on the scramble, to be on bad timing, which led to more interceptions. Not to mention, so you had those eight and a half sacks from the edge rushers, but you also had those interior stars getting defensive pressures and sacks as well. And the two interior defenders for Illinois that played the most steps combined for 10 total sacks. That's 18 and a half sacks from four players. That is a ton of pressure on top of the 23 interceptions that were created due to the chaos and the pressure. Now, I am not saying by any means necessary that Illinois or Minnesota is going to be like Illinois' defense. I'm not saying that at all. Not one bit. But what I am saying is that the key to more success in that pass rush, in having more semblance of an interior pressure, is the key to it all. You have to have more interior pressure. You have to create chaos up the middle to cause those other defensive advantages for your defense. Now, you'll want to see more from your three return. Three of your four defensive tackles are returning for the Gophers. You've got uh, guys like, uh, who is it right now? Kyler Baugh. Uh, Darnell Jeffries, and I can just scroll to my notes here, Logan Richter. Those three all played heavy snaps. Uh, Darnell Jeffries, maybe not heavy snaps, but he saw snap opportunities. All three of them saw a ton of snaps, though, combined in that interior defensive tackle position, along with Trill Carter, who is now no longer with the team. You want to see more from those three returners coming back, but I think the biggest potential difference maker in larger opportunities is Devin Eastern. Now, if you've been listening to the show since last year when we kicked this off, or at least when I did when I was hosting the show, 
Devin Easton is a guy that I have been raving about and excited about and the and the, the potential that is there. I am ready to see it come to full fruition. Now, it feels like his confidence has increased tenfold with Coach Debo on that defensive line, heading up the defensive line room. And it sounds like he, Devin Eastern, was truly pushing Trill Carter for reps going into this spring. Now, if that confidence con continues to climb, he has the body type and the athleticism to be a difference maker for Minnesota that they need from that interior. He has all of the potential and the athleticism to be a monster in the Big Ten on that front. He's been one of my favorite players on the defensive side of the ball, and I talk about him and Anthony Smith being the future of this room and the success that it can bring in the breakdowns last year, but neither was given the opportunity or a big enough opportunity to really play big roles in that rotation. That will not be the case this year. They will absolutely both be very prominent players in this Minnesota defense barring health. So if we can get the interior going, it should only help the edge rushers and hopefully the secondary in helping this defense remain elite in a top 10 unit. Now, yesterday we discussed the defensive ends, but today we're going to break down the interior defensive line and we're going to talk about the D tackles that can pair with those edge rushers. And that is coming up next. But before we break down that interior defensive line, this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. I personally have been through therapy, and though I was hesitant at first, after a few sessions, I was truly asking myself, why did I not do this sooner? Why, why didn't I jump at this months ago, years ago? And I'm being 100% real when I'm saying that. If you think that you're thinking of starting therapy, you're thinking that you want to give it a try, give BetterHelp a try. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college today and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on college. All right, Gophers fans, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. We've got you covered on the daily. Once we hit the season, we're going to be talking about uh, the keys to that week's matchup. We're going to talk about opponents, players that we need to keep an eye on. We're going to hopefully have a couple crossover shows with some of the Big Ten schools, and we're also going to do predictions with Brev Brevin. We're going to do a Tristan span forward, but we'll probably be talking about Brevin quite a bit. And then on top of that, every Friday, I'm hoping to have a basketball show, a hockey show, or upcoming sports to keep you in the know with your other Gopher sports. So be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube so you don't miss a beat when it comes to your Gophers and the sports they're playing this upcoming season. But we're talking about the interior defensive line, the defensive tackles, and the depth chart for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. The interior is actually a bit shallower than I had remembered heading into the season, but the 2024 class also has some players coming in like Sunrum, like Sane. But for 2023, the starters are looking like Kyler Baugh, who is a leader on this defense, who has been more vocal. And Coach Debo has talked a lot about Kyler Bond, not only from a leadership aspect, but also for taking the next step and really diving fully into the 
finding the little details, finding what makes the differences and leaning into them, making sure he's learning with every rep and every given session, he's putting his all and taking something away from it. So Kyler Bott is a big player to keep an eye on. And if you haven't watched Kyler Bott play, man, this dude has some speed for an interior defensive lineman. I'm saying I'm seeing him hock down folks on his highlights at Houston Baptist. And then we saw it full right in front of us at Dinkytown at Huntington Bank Stadium. This guy can fly. And so if he can use that speed to his advantage and he can take these little intricacies and tie them into his game, I think he can create some problems and some havoc for the interior defensive line if he can take that next step up. Then you're talking about Devin Eastern. He is, like I said, I think he's the key to this interior defensive line and maybe the whole pass rush having the top level of success that it can potentially put together. Now, Devin Eastern is a mammoth of a man. Just like I say, Brevin Spanford is a mammoth of a man. Devin Eastern is a big dude. He's athletic. He's got long reach. I mean, he's going to be a threat in the run game regardless of how he plays. But on top of that, if he plays into his potential, if he has that confidence and he built coach Debo brings it out of him. Like I am that guy. I am a monster. You're not getting past me. I am going to sack that quarterback and you are just an object in my way. Mr. Center, Mr. Guard, get out the way because I'm coming. And he brings that speed, that size and that reach with him. I think Devin Eastern could have four or five sacks on the season with helping his teammates create that heavy, chaotic pressure that we discussed in the opening segment. So Devin Eastern is the key for me in 2023. But along with that, in the main rotation, you've got a guy like Logan Richter, who has played now snaps for the past three seasons. He's made progressions for each of the seasons. He played a lot of snaps last season. I think he's going to play a lot again this year. I wouldn't be surprised to see Kyler Baugh and Logan Richter start some games. And then Kyler Bott and Devin Eastern start some games. I think you're going to see a lot of rotation between four guys in that interior. And Logan Richter will be one of those four. And then the fourth one will be Darnell Jeffries to me. Now, he is a very important rotational player for this interior. He adds versatility. He can play on the edge. He can play on the inside. He brings experience from Clemson as well. And he will play major minutes, major snaps for the interior. He didn't really get a whole lot of opportunity last year with only 179 total snaps on the defensive side of ball. But Minnesota will hope that his progression really comes out in this next season. And I think he is a true leader in this room. I get that sense every time I went and watched one of their fall camp practices. I was like, man, Darnell Jeffries can be a real one on this defense. He can be a difference maker and he can bring aspects that maybe Kyler Baugh, maybe Devin Eastern, maybe Logan Richter don't. He has just something different about him when I'm watching him out on the field. And I look forward to him hopefully capitalizing on some of that in this upcoming season. You're going to have Jalen Logan Redding also having some opportunities where he kicks inside. Like I said, that versatility is going to be key for some advantages for the Gophers heading into the 2023 season. Now, one name I wanted to mention that maybe could see some snaps here or there, depending on health, depending on what happens throughout practices for the rest of the year, but I wouldn't be surprised if you could see Luther McCoy on the field at some point in this season. Now, don't be surprised. I think he can sneak onto the field, maybe in specific packages, or again, barring health of other teammates. 
I know he has really impressed the coaches over the offseason. He's an extremely hard worker, and I don't think he'll be a regular in the rotation this upcoming year, but I do think he can contribute if necessary. It could be a year early here, but I think Luther McCoy is a name you're going to want to remember, whether it be 2023 or 2024. Then when we're talking about the future youngins, the future of this interior, I mentioned two 24 class guys. I'm not going to dive too deep on them today, but two guys in this true freshman 2023 class that I do believe will be starters at some point down the line and will be contributors or heavy rotational guys is Martin Owusu and Theron Randall. I think both of them have some high upsides. I've seen both of them make some impressive plays in the Rofer periods, and they're starting to click. Now, Martin Owusu is an early enrollee. He's been with the program since January. Theron Randall hasn't been here since the summer. So both of them are showing flashes. Now, both of these guys have assets to their game. I love Martin Owusu's uh, strength. I love his leadership. I think he was a big factor in this 2023 class and bringing them all together. And then on Theron Randall's side, he was an absolute track athlete. He's got strength. He's got reach. He's got the ability to maybe take a Trill Carter-like approach and maybe even take it a step further than what we saw from Trill. So both of those guys have a lot of upside. They might not play at all. They might both redshirt in the 2023 year, but 2024, 2025, these guys could be household names for Gophers fans. So definitely remember those two. I'm excited to see how they continue to develop as they come through. Martin Owusu from Prior Lake and Theron Randall from Texas. And that's going to wrap up this interior defensive line room for me. Uh, I'm very curious to see how it'll shape up. This is the room that maybe I don't have the most confidence in when it comes to the Big Ten rankings. And we're going to find out where I have them for the upcoming season coming up next. First... I got to talk to you about our friends over at FanDuel.com because football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you an absolute killer of a deal, giving you a chance to win all season long. Right now, when you go bet on a Super Bowl winner over at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, you will get a bonus bet every time that your pick for the Super Bowl winner wins a regular season game. So you can win each and every single week of the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you're going to get bonus bets for every victory. Now me, myself, and I, I'd be putting that on for the Eagles. Not only because I think the Eagles are absolutely dangerous and they play in an NFC conference that will be a lot easier to maybe find a real contender as opposed to the AFC, which is chock full of guys chock full of teams that could maybe step up and show out in any given year. I would pick my NFC contender. Mine would be the Eagles. I think they're getting back. I think Jalen Hurts is a man on a mission, but I would also imagine that you're getting bonus bets every single time they win. And I think the Eagles will pull off at least 12 or 13 wins. You just go over, pick yours, and you can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. All right, Gophers fans and any other Big Ten fans that have tapped in, we are breaking it down with our defensive tackle rankings for the Big Ten Conference. Now, like I stress in every single one of these, this is my rankings for the end of the season, how I think it will truly shake out by the end when it's all said and done. Now, defensive tackle is a little bit difficult, but at the same time, I think I have more confidence in these rankings than I did in the edge rush. Let's kick it off with number 14, where we've got Northwestern. Now, if you're heading checking this out, 
over on YouTube, you can see a consistent uh, scrolling at the bottom of the screen that will keep you up with the rankings. But we've got 14 with Northwestern. They've got talent on the edge, but the interior feels like a question mark from what I've seen. Now, Najee Story has the most returning production for this from last season coming into the new year, but they'll likely need someone to step up to have any semblance of an interior pressure in 2023. Now moving on to 13, I've got Maryland. Maryland loses four defensive tackles who played most snaps in Finau, Nazili Kite, Chibuzi, and Booker Jr. It could be rough in this department for the Terrapins, and I don't have a lot of confidence on their interior. You move to number 12, and I've got Indiana. Now, they lost three of their defensive tackles that saw the most snaps in 2023, but they're also bringing in a transfer from Louisville, a transfer from Texas Tech, a transfer from Western Michigan and Arizona State. There could be a lot of upside in this room. I could be wrong on Indiana. They could finish higher if some of those transfers continue to produce and hit in this upcoming season. We move on to number 11, and that's where I've got the Minnesota Gophers. Now, if Devin Eastern plays to his potential, this ranking could go a little bit higher and could absolutely have more upside to it. But we will be more of a wait-and-see approach for this room, in my opinion. It is a shallower room for the Gophers as far as number of players playing that interior. Bob brings great experience and leadership, so we'll see what happens with the Gophers on that interior defensive line. We kick it to number 10, and I've got Rutgers. Now, they have three defensive tackles that all played a number of snaps last year in Troy Rainey, Keontae Hamilton, and Mayan Ahanu. I cannot say his last name. Ahanotu. Ahanotu. We'll go with it. Mayan Ahanotu. Now, their production for another year together with the chemistry coming together with Greg Giano's defense, it could help increase that production for 2023, which brings them to number 10 for me. Now, number nine is Nebraska. When I look at this room, I think they could finish a lot higher than nine. They've got Ty Robinson, who is a beast, and he's back for 2023, and he'll likely be a major contributor. And then you pair him with an Elijah Judy, a transfer from Texas A&M, and you're looking at a nasty combo on the interior. But that's when I started to look at all these other rooms in front of them, and I'm like, man, this interior defensive line, these D tackles, they're no joke in the Big Ten, and it's going to be some heavy competition on the season. Now, number eight, I've got Wisconsin. Now, they lost Keanu Benton, and he was a huge asset for the Badgers in the last season. But they've got two names that are making camp waves, and they produced last year. But they seem to be really impressing that new coaching staff for their upcoming season, and that is Rodis Johnson and James Thompson Jr. Now, if they can take a step up, if they can cause that next line of uh, of pressure for this Wisconsin Badgers team, then they could be a force for the future. We'll see if they can really elevate themselves to maybe a Benton level of production. That might be a ways down the line, but two guys that have been making some noise in the camps. So Wisconsin comes in at eight. We flip it to seven and I've got Purdue. Now the depth for Purdue's interior defensive line may be super shallow, but they have two studs in Mba and Langham. Both of those players are transfers coming in, one of them from Vanderbilt, the other from Auburn, I believe. Those transfers were handpicked by Coach Ryan Walters, who had the number one interior defensive line last year with Jerzon Newton and Keith Randolph. So if anybody is handpicking their people and seeing these SEC-level defenders coming to a Big Ten school, 
I'm going to trust Coach Walters on this one, and I think he's going to have major roles for them in 2023. I would absolutely not be surprised if they cracked themselves into the top five when this is said and done in 23. Number six, I've got Michigan. Maisie Smith is gone, but Chris Jenkins will step up in more in his absence. On top of that, they've already got a young stud in the waiting ready to step up in Mason Graham, who played 300 snaps last year with the 80 PFF grade. Those two will probably leave this room, but Michigan's got a lot of good talent in the waiting to step up and step in for them in 2023. Number five, we've got Penn State. Now, Hakeem Beeman with his 400 plus snaps are back and ready to rock it out once again with Penn State. Then they've got a transfer in Alonzo Ford Jr., who will be a key player from them right from the jump. So this Penn State defense is going to have guys at every single position. Their defense is going to be nasty. I would not be surprised if they're a top five defense on the year in 2023. And I think that defensive tackle is going to be a big part of it. Number four, we've got Ohio State. Now, all three major contributors for Ohio State are back from last year. And two of those three return with an 80 PFF grade from last year in Michael Hall Jr. and Tyleek Williams. And then you've still got their third guy as well in Ty Williams, who I think overall, all three of them coming together, it's going to be tough to beat that defensive tackle room. All three played over 250 snaps last season and probably even more to come in 2023. At number three, I've got Michigan State. Now, not only does Michigan State return its three most productive defensive tackles from last year in Seaman Barrow Jr., uh, Derek Harmon, and Maverick Hansen. And I, it's Simeon. Barrow Jr., but roll with me or roll with me. It's not my squad. Anyways, all three of them can get it done, but then they went and brought in some transfers like Dre Butler from Liberty and Jarrett Jackson from Florida State. They really, really, really invested in their defensive line for this upcoming season, and we will see if it can help them turn it into more wins. Now, in my prediction that I dropped on Twitter, I had Michigan State at 4-8, and eight, but I wouldn't be surprised if they could maybe sneak in there and get to 7. It's, it's a game that I could see Minnesota having a scary moment like a Bowling Green, like a Purdue last year, where they could let them be in that game maybe a bit too too much in 2023. Hopefully not, but Michigan State's got a good defensive line building there in East Lansing. Now, number two, I've got the Iowa Hawkeyes. You've got Logan Lee. You've got Noah Shannon. You've got Aaron Graves. All three of them are back. All three of them Totaled combined together last year, had 112 tackles along with seven sacks. The defense is going to be dominant like it is each and every year that we know of Iowa. And they bring back the three main guys from that interior. So I think overall they earned their spot as a top two unit in this conference. And they will probably look to lead the charge once again in 2023. But number one is Illinois and it's not even close. I didn't consider anybody else when it came to the number one spot here. This is the best interior defensive line in the country, in my opinion. The de best defensive lineman in the country injures on Newton. Not bad not bad to have a Robin to your Batman and Keith Randolph either. Both will be future NFL draft picks. They combined for 10 sacks last year, and I wouldn't be shocked if it's even more in 2023. 
this defense for Illinois is going to be nasty. The front seven is all there, and they've had some guys stepping up in the secondary over the spring and fall too. So Illinois' defense is going to be one to be reckoned with. I wouldn't sleep on them very much, but that's going to do it for us on today's show. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Let me know what you think of the rankings, where I went right, where I went wrong. And tomorrow we're talking about some linebackers. I can't wait to see you then. As always, row the boat, sky ma, go Gophers, and don't forget to subscribe.